Francisco. Out to Ferreira, making the run hard down the side. So that's Bronco Hara, who's on the way out there. Hara for Ferreira, finds Ariola! And he roots it to tie the game! It's Dallas player to do so since Jeff Cunningham in 2009. Franco Hara here coming in. Hey, welcome uh, everyone to Big D After Dark. It's so good to see you on this Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, wherever it is. And of course, uh, honor and respect to uh, families who are remembering loved ones this weekend. Um, we're just, we're grateful and we're, we're, we're here. We're here minus one of our regulars. Ishmael's on the road. He is touring different places. He's on his way to the United States Men's National Team game uh, coming up in Cincinnati. So we wish him safe travels. But meanwhile, it's the rest of us here. I'm Nathan Hill at Nathan J. Hill. Our buddy Tommy LaBeouf there at Tom underscore FC Dallas. And there in the end, Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona. Excited to Hola. just to talk about this most recent weekend heading into now a a break so it's our last bit of fc dallas action for just a couple of weeks here but it was a good bit of fc dallas action uh after that disappointing zero point week from last week where the team just couldn't put it together uh they go into orlando tough team uh but a team uh under pareja that we we know how they play we know that he's always going to get get his guys up for a, a, a match but also a team that had just played uh, a extra time in their Open Cup match midweek, and so we're tired a bit. And it was a perfect opportunity to take advantage of uh, of, of Orlando and really to come away with some big points. Though, for the first 45 minutes, it looked kind of a dis like a disappointing night, potentially, for FC Dallas, going down one nothing off of a really uh, a brilliant header goal from their backup striker. Uh, uh, and... Uh, but FC Dallas responded in the second half. Uh, so let's just get some some reactions to this match because there's a lot of different angles that we I think we could we could talk about it. But uh, uh, Jose, we'll start with you. Just give us some of your reactions. What did you like about this uh, about this game? And and I'm gonna play some uh, uh, if I can find it here some uh, some highlights from the match as we as we talk. Well, I, I want to say that the team continued to play well. Uh, I thought they played well in their two losses and were snake bit. And the first half was a continuation of that. The team, I thought, played well in the first half and really didn't deserve to be down 1-0. But it, that those set pieces, you know, that, that uh, how do you defend, defend that? I mean, that was just a perfectly struck pass, perfectly uh, hit header and positioning and everything. It was just a really nice designed play and and really tough to defend uh but other than that again we saw in the second half uh with uh nico going to the bench a lot earlier than we used to seeing him do and that really that changed that changed everything i mean you had the insertion of franco hara who for me was the man of the match he was the man of the match because he came in and he completely changed that. They changed formation when he entered. That's another thing that that we're start that we're seeing is FC Dallas. Often when they go to the bench, it usually involves a formation change, and you see other teams struggle to pick up what those changes are. and And it was like a 17 minute stretch where where Dallas just could do no wrong, and and. Uh, and I was saying, you know, it, it's not a slump. It was a, it was more like a speed bump. Uh, I know we were all panicking there for a bit, but I mean, that's two, two road wins now for a team. And I think, I think we're all, we all can say that we can see where this team, the, the, has a high ceiling. Let's just leave it at that. I'm very excited, very happy from for what I saw for the whole team. Tommy, uh, mute yourself, but yeah, tell us your reactions. Yeah. Uh, well, um, you know, I was a little frustrated at half going down with that silly foul 
right before the half by uh, Velasco was like, you know, tired of seeing this is it's been this has been a common trait of this team is giving these silly fouls. And we were just talking about that before the show started. We can go back to the beginning of the year with Paxton stepping on someone's foot in the box. Martinez doing that. I think Faku had some fouls that led to free kicks. Just some silly fouls, and this was just a silly foul, and it was very disappointing. You know, to go to go. You know, because right when I turned it on, that's right when I the first thing I saw was the foul where he didn't need to make that foul. It was kind of clumsy. Yes, it was much of a foul, but it was a foul. And, it, you know, and FC Dallas is making it hard on themselves. Now, they also didn't cover the guy on the corner kick. That could have been two goals there. In a way, they were lucky. But, you know, in the end, in the second half, they turned it on and they were clearly the better team. And uh, Orlando was just not ready to go the full 90 with this this squad, and including the subs and the the tactics going on with FC Dallas. So, it, you know, even though there were some things I, I didn't like, I mean, you can't, you know, I mean, Hara's finish and Paul Ariola just his motor going the whole 90 minutes. I mean, he's in the top form right now. And, uh, and the one thing I really picked up from this team that I really love to see that I haven't seen in many, many years is the attitude. Um, you know, I don't, and taunting is not necessarily a good thing, but, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Clint Dempsey where, you know, they were really like giving a little attitude. And that's what I, you know, that, that's Clint Dempsey was a winner, right? But he had a little attitude and I like that. Yeah, that was, it was such, such a, you know, two nice finishes from Ariola. And yeah, you could argue that, uh, oh, he maybe had a third there. I think maybe that was a good call that the, they called that back. And of course, Orlando had another shout or two of, uh, a potential, um, uh, uh, you know, a potential goal for themselves, and so it was one of those games where um, it could have gone different ways, but FC Dallas needed this win. They needed those three points just to clear the air, mm-hmm. go into this break, getting those away points uh, so crucial over the course of the season to make up for those hiccups at home, those hiccups on the road. Uh, so just two two away wins now, which uh, just a, a, really got to be happy with you got to be happy with absolutely uh, yeah yeah it's so tough to get him in this league Let, let's listen to coach nico um estevez after the game um he was just asked about sort of the flow of the game and the performances and i think his answer is really uh really insightful here i think we 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 weren't great in the first half we weren't good enough um I don't think Orlando was much, much better than us, uh, but I think we, yes, talking about us, we, we weren't good enough. And this is what we said in the halftime. And uh, you can discuss the call of the, of the free kick that it was, it wasn't a corner kick. And then um, you can, and then when we came back to the, to the locker room, what I told the guys is, yeah, we can stay, you know, be here complaining about it, uh, but we're going to win. Um, we had a purpose today uh, to come and win as a team and do and play our way. And we didn't do good enough in the first half. And what we talked is uh, we made a couple of adjustments in, in uh, offensively and defensively that helped us. But it was more the mentality, the intention, um, the going out there and uh, have the determination to win the game. And I think this uh, changed the game. And of course, is uh, uh, I remember the last, the last uh, weekend, uh, Saturday night, late in the night, I received a text from uh, from Franco Hara. No, sorry, sorry to not you know play well today, not make the chance that I had. And I told him, uh, no worries, you know you're gonna give us a lot uh, during this season. And what a response by a guy like him, super happy like uh, for him. And then Paul is uh, this is why he's here. This is why the team, the, the club invested. Uh, we have clear his potential and what, what he can do. He's the best winger in the league. And then he's showing uh, every every weekend. And I think uh, I think uh, for us, uh, we are really, really happy to have him in our team. So some good stuff there. So, some good nuggets. Uh, Frank O'Hara texted coach and said, yeah, I've just not been playing well enough. Sorry about that. You know, I should have finished these chances, you know, da, 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 da. Which, is, which is true, which is what we... Which it's a sign of leadership too, you know. Yeah. Taking yeah, taking ownership on that and 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 
you know, the coach having trust in him. And, and it could be that in the end, when, when Hara's time comes up as an FC Dallas uh, player, we don't go, we, we, he changes the narrative that we may go, Hey, yeah, we probably sunk some money into him that, that probably could have spent that different ways, but he was there in critical moments and helped this team get forward, you know, and do what it needs to do. And then of course, Paul, there's always been that question mark. Did did the team spend too much on him? Uh, A record amount of, of gam, tam, whatever. And, uh, but, but the dude has already equaled his goal, uh, scoring tally uh, from all of his previous years in Major League Soccer, so uh, in previous seasons, so th- he is uh, he is in form, he's on fire, and uh, and the team has needed him to step up, even when Jesus hasn't had the greatest game. You know, uh, it's just it's been fun to watch. And then too, I I think maybe this is so y'all can pick apart any of that if you want. But last season, maybe the last couple of years. Under Lucci, um, a game like this would have likely ended in one scenario, and that's where Lucci throws throws more players forward, demands more from the players, and they end up giving up two or three more goals, and it's just a stinker of a game, and we're just, uh, you know, it's just not good enough. Nico's finding how to get that little extra, that tweak. Maybe it's the four four two four four one one, whatever tweak he's doing there when he brought Hara in and kept Jesus in. Which some of us kind of question, like, really, Paxton is, yep. you know, is putting his well, effort in. I think I think some of us thought, he, like, I thought that a substitution that early just simply meant that that Paxton was injured, which was my concern, mm-hmm. you know. But yes, I think if it was a like for like swap, we'll, all of us would have just thrown up our hands and said, "Why?" And then <laughs> minutes later, we had the answer. So, yeah. uh, clearly, I, I just want to point out that that. Somehow, uh, Hara has transformed himself to to that that forward that we've been asking for off the bench. You know, we used to have Blas Perez uh, come in and 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 just bring the passion, the fire, and the goals. And you had Pescadito who would come in and do that sort of thing. And we said we need a guy like that. Okay, we didn't need to shell out three million for a guy like that. That's who he's become. He's become, you know, fire off the bench. I mean, when he comes in, you know, he, he brings he brings the fire. He brings I mean, he's aggressive. Okay, so maybe he's he's not fast anymore and maybe but he for all his detriments, everything that you can say bad about him, fight, fire, leadership, that's all still there. Scoring threat, that's all still there. And at the end of the day is get the ball in the net. And all, everything's forgiven. I mean, honestly, like I said, I, I said he's my man of the match, and that's because he single-handedly changed that game. And and you're like, Hara, Hara did that, but he did. He, you know, and and just in a goal, <laughs> And and this is good. Yeah. I think I think you want to see, you want him to prove to to Nico that he can come in and play more than 15 minutes. I mean, we, we're like, oh, after 15, 20 minutes, every other match he looked gassed. But no, he came in. He gave you a solid 30 minutes. And maybe maybe uh, Nico won't, you know, wait so long to to call him him in, in games mm-hmm. like this, where where the team is playing good but not achieving anything, which is what was happening until Hara showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think last last uh, show I was on, I, I noted how him and Faku had changed this year. Like we'd never seen them play this well. I mean, like as far as form and fitness, you know, Faku is is has been starting and you know and, and he's got like a different more motor to him going on and he's he's a different player and um same thing with hara mm-hmm. a little different under that system and i think it's the system and i also think i mean last year you had paxton playing in the wing which well we all knew <laughs> was was wasn't good i mean it was good right. for him health wise to protect him and make sure he gets the minutes but we all knew that he was out of place and now that he's Hara is looking better because he's getting service. He's getting people that are getting him the ball. You know, even if Jesus is, I think Jesus had two assists. Uh, I mean, he's got simply has more playmakers around him, and he's he's not the guy you're worried about, Hara, when he comes in. You're worried about Jesus. You're worried about Ariola. You're worried about Velasco. Hara's like the fourth option out there, and it makes him that much more dangerous because you're not keyed in on him, and it gives him more room 
to do damage and 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 like this game he nailed those opportunities you know so yeah i mean absolutely and facundo i again the traditional he just needed a year you know a year in the system in the u.s to get comfortable with it and and now you're seeing it now those those weird dives and stuff that that we used to see in in right. uh, his first season now they're timely tackles i mean now he dives in and he nails those and you're like wow that was that was you know even even if it doesn't look impressive you just come to expect you know where before they look like lunges that were just begging for fouls or cards now you're seeing hey this guy's timing he's got his timing down he's got his pace down and he looks like a completely different player and hara like i said hara has simply transformed she's accepted his place in the team and has found a way to thrive and i think that nico has a lot to do with that you have to you have to you know that's leadership right there that's that's the coach explaining to the players exactly what their place in the team is and how they can improve it how they can improve the team but just the uh the the actions by hara sending a text to the coach there's respect for the coach i mean the, the coach exactly. has gotten the, the players respect and man I, I think dan dan just got hit the nail on the head with this hire with uh, nico he's just been great some good, some good stuff out there and, and i just love the tactical adjustments and but i love um you know, believing in guys and, and trusting in guys that they're gonna that the team's gonna figure it out, and yeah, and, I mean, and Orlando didn't play that great, but but they played well. I mean, Perea, you know, we, that's how we've we've known him. He gets his teams up to play, and um, they they've been a strong team so far this year. So, but you, you take advantage of these opportunities, and I think that sort of killer instinct is is what you what you think of when you see a Seattle Sounders over the years, right? That just a team that, hey, we're gonna find a way to to get these three points and or to figure out the result, even if it's just a gutty, gritty kind of series of goals or whatever. But we want to see FC Dallas have that kind of attitude as well. That killer instinct. I mean, we I know I was messaging some of you guys and, and some people were worried after the first half and I was like, no, not yet. It's like Orlando is bound to fatigue at some point, you know, and and honestly, you could say even if fatigue was involved, it was great that Dallas, you know, jumped all over them when it did happen. And in the past on the road uh, uh, under prior leadership, that wouldn't have happened. But this happened here. You know, it happened where, where the team saw the juggler and went for it. Uh, they did that against the Galaxies also. And and you're seeing this team thrive on that. On basically, you, I think this team is is, it's like, once they score, it's like, the team just explodes. And, and we've seen it in multiple games where 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 the goals don't come like one in the first half, one. Second. They come in bunches in short periods of time. So when this team finally gets through, it just like unlocks the the team's attack, and and. Uh, Kind of be nice if we could start seeing that more in the first half instead of the right. second half, but I'll, I can't really complain, you know. Well, except for the fouls that they're giving up, you know, giving up. Yeah, these but that's that's pieces. youth. That's youth. This is that's, still yeah. one of the youngest teams in the league. I think they're like fifth youngest team in the league, despite despite the veteran signings that they have. You know, it, this is still a very green yeah. team. Our midfield is very yeah. raw, and and. That's why you get those kind of fouls. I mean, exactly where I was going with that is that I, I don't feel like the team is, you know, maybe like 60% there, 65 somewhere. There's no way, well, you know, I they're mean, definitely not, they're still going up, but they've not peaked yet. They're still, well, they're no, still but, learning how to but, play. But let me counter that by saying that, that can you tell me how many goals they've allowed from the run of play? I mean, oh. they haven't really allowed many at all. I mean, most of the goals that they have conceded have either been on set pieces or on PKs, as far right. as, as conceding from open play, that's not happening against this team. So it's very good. Think, and it's it's so, not. Go ahead, finish your talk. So I'm saying, if you can clean up those files and stuff, and let's face it, yes, some of these files this game were pretty obvious, but there's also files where it's just 
other teams baiting baiting the officials into into giving him a little bit of simulation yeah. simulations of stuff but you yeah. know that's just part of the game so it's just a young team they got to learn how to how to get better at that well, the <laughs> thing, though, what nico has brought that i think that quite honestly i think lucci needs a little bit more experience with the x's and o's is you know lucci had too many people going forward always got caught behind with you know, two people covering covering four and letting people loose you don't see that under Nico's scheme, right? You I, never see, you know, I mean, if we I, hold the ball. We don't lose the ball very, you know, we take our, you know, we take our time. We don't necessarily score goals ahead of time, but we don't give up silly goals, you know, from that. I want, I want to be harsh on Lucci, but at the same time, the Hunts never opened up their wallet for Lucci either. So yeah. well, Lucci, if Lucci, if Lucci had a fault, is that maybe he was – he had too much faith in the in the academy kids, uh, more so than your average coach. And I think Nico is benefiting from that because now he's he's inherited young players that got a lot of minutes under Lucci. So I'm I'm just saying the flaw in Lucci was was those two. It's one, the team really wasn't spending, and he felt more comfortable giving uh, key minutes to the academy kids. Yeah and, yeah, yeah, and 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 that backfired on him, but now, like I said, Nico is benefiting from that because look at all the games under their belts that 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 Jesus, Cervania, Paxton, uh, Surreal, all these guys got that experience under Lucci, and and I just feel bad for Lucci that Lucci was yeah, stick around to to benefit from it. I didn't mean to, to put it all on Lucci, but, for example, but, but I think I think you're great. You know, he he only had his delta cards to deal with, right? But you know, yeah. if, if Lucy Lucci was a bad coach, he wouldn't be at the USA. You know, exactly. I, I just think I just think I think Lucci will be a good coach down the road, and I yeah, just sure. think it just didn't work out with from here. And and uh, I think Nico simply is further ahead than Lucci was when Lucci got here. I think that's the difference. Is I think. Where Lucci may maybe stepped into the spotlight too soon, Nico's stepping in at the right time, and that's exactly. I think you got to give that to the to the, you know, we got to go back to the coaching hunt and say, hey, we were all like, ah, eh, it's gonna be the usual suspects, and and we were all like, and then when they hired Estevez, we were like, okay, that's different. Well, it just goes to show that they did their due diligence. They they really did go out and and say, okay. This is what we have. This is what we're working on. We need a guy that's going to come in and put it all together. And and so far, they hit it out of the ballpark. And and I think Sonoda. I mean, I Sonoda got his guy, and his guy is delivering right now. Well, let's let's. Uh, we have a couple of weeks, uh, I think, before the next uh, match. Uh, so we do have. We can take a stock, take stock right now, uh, and grade some of the kind of where we are at this point in the season. Uh, with some of the signings, some of the new faces, and some of the performances. We've already mentioned uh, Quinone and Hara. Uh, they're not new, but uh, we have some other guys like Velasco. They, they just feel new. <laughs> they feel new, but um, and Paz, and, um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, and, and Ariola. So I, I think just taking a moment, also Farfan, I think he's a, one of the new new faces as well. So maybe just take a moment and kind of grade some of these things. And let's start with, with Mark, Martin Paz. Um, the rumor is is that, um, and this is interesting because uh, I think as you pointed out, we always knew he was a loan to buy. In fact, most major league soccer loans I think are required to have that buy option because I think the league doesn't want just to become a, a, a development league for other teams. We want to say, well, if we're going to bring a guy in, see if he works out, you should have an option to buy. Yep. So not a surprise on that end, but what may be a surprise is that if he hits a certain number of starts, the the buy clause is automatically triggered. So I think that's the kind of new tidbit. So and the word is that that may have happened, right, Jose? Yeah, the rumor all over um, in Europe is that it's a done deal that that Paz has surpassed uh, the amount of games that he, you know, certain you play certain amount of games, it triggers the automatic buy, and that's what's basically you're hearing all over the place in Europe is that, that it's a done deal that 
surpass yeah. has surpassed that. And let's face it, if there was a, a, a number of games in that class, I mean, he's basically been the starter from day one. And, and if it wasn't for this, you know, uh, COVID uh, scare that he got a week ago, he, he doesn't miss a single start, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been the clear cut number one, and yeah. honestly, honestly, I think we've all been waiting. Even even if it wasn't an auto buy, we've all been waiting for S Dallas to buy it. We're like, hey, unless it's some ridiculous, you know, like three point five million euros or something like that, this should be a buy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what's the and last thought- time we could say that about a loan? Let's be honest, as yeah. all the bad loans that have come through here. This is the one loan where we were all scratching our heads, saying, "Oh, only half a season," and this is a player who's gambling himself and 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 has basically come in, and and I mean, not only has he come in, but he's embraced the city. You know, he's embraced uh, uh, the team, and 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 the guy has been, you know, everything you could possibly want from a loan, and and, and yeah. I think I think like I said. Bye, bye, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his just distribution is also very well. And the funny thing is, I was going to say is that, you know, Mara had a great year. Uh, did he have a great year? Last year? I thought he had a good, pretty good year. He did. Year. I'm, a big, I'm a big Jimmy fan. I'm a big Jimmy fan, yes. So, but, you know, but Mara wasn't really the starter. Mara, Mara became the starter when we had injuries and, and what else. But um, so, you know, I don't get to see the keepers every day. But clearly, you know, there must be something that Poss is, is, is our number one. You know, well, and, um, well, Jimmy, Jimmy's always been a great uh, position guy and, and, and uh, leadership guy and, and a distribution guy. I mean, he does all his mechanics are perfect, but he's always been cursed with being small. You know, six foot tall for a keeper is small. And and not only not only that, he's not really athletic. So he's not a guy who's going to, you know, jump massive distances like like some, some players could. And and that's always been his weakness. It's not that he's not a good keeper. It's just that he has to play perfectly every time out. And when he doesn't, it just stands out. Well, you know, his weaknesses are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, normally he makes my up hunch for is Nick, My hunch is Nico right. came in and he saw it. And he says, we need a keeper. And I know this guy. And he got pass in. So give you know, Nico credit because, like, you know, he improved the team. Go ahead. About that. About that. Nico did say I have a guy, and it was a Spanish <laughs> keeper. Remember they 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 had worked right. out That's his right. yeah, for a Spanish yeah. keeper from his old yeah. hunting grounds, and that guy for whatever reason that fell through. Didn't work out. So yeah, somebody else said, "Hey, I know another guy." And, yeah. And so so I think Nico's guy fell through, and I don't know who pointed them towards Pass. Interesting, but. But it's it was a great it was a great uh, addition, you know. It's uh, kudos to whoever said, "Hey," and, and I bet you it's probably an agent, you know. Like uh, you have some agents that you work with and say, "Hey, I got a guy who's who's this, was a starter, and he's you know, and 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 he got a raw deal or whatever, and he just need a fresh he just needs a fresh place to go, and we can make this happen." And he's motivated, and boom. And by the way, uh, I know. I just want to point out that that I believe Pa's girlfriend is a model, right? And I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but <laughs> I but I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Dallas is considered like like the 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 in in the United States, it's the place where you go for modeling and stuff. So if you're talking about about you, you know uh, where yeah, fashions yeah. and stuff like that, that's Dallas is is a hub for that. So I mean, it's right. a perfect place for a model to land so i mean imagine telling your girlfriend say, hey i'm gonna go play in the u.s and we're gonna be you know right in the thick of the city where you can get all the work that you want so yeah. you know it's not yeah man. imagine not, having to go to salt lake city or something like that like oh man but, but hey saying, dallas it, yeah it, it, dallas has yeah people forget that dallas has a, a it's a big part of the whole fashion industry just you know, it doesn't have the glitz of LA or some of those places, but it is a central hub for that. So, I mean, it's not, it's not as glamorous as being in Paris or someplace like that, but I'm just saying. Right. 
So yeah. that guy's just good, hit it out of the park. Point. I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, my – and I shared this in one of our, our Twitter chats is, like, my – you know, Major League Soccer, there's always value to be had in goalkeepers. Cause, but, but the part of the problem is I think goalkeepers are streaky. You get them in a good vein of form, and even a backup guy can – can stand on his head, can do well in this league. Um, and there's always bargains to be had. I mean, Matt Turner uh, came at, kind of out of nowhere and just and now he's going to Arsenal. Uh, Dane St. Clair for Minnesota, you know, we we had to deal with him um, in that last home game, and he's been playing really well. And he was sort of riding the bitch for a bit. He was, I think, uh, maybe even given some minutes on the lower level. But so there's always quality to be had out there if you can find it um so we generally say don't spend a million bucks on a keeper unless they're like you know really going to change it uh but martin has and, and and if he ends up sticking around for quite a while then i think it's really worth it a million dollar million for for uh a million pounds i guess for or euros or whatever for for starting who's going to help change things and, and let's let's be clear if, if Martin if Martin started against Vancouver, we would have probably at least had a point, don't you think? I mean, uh, I, I I think so. I think I think so. I think uh, Paz not being there, and and I think Velasco not being there also hurt big time uh, in those matches. Now, I think I said that last week, and yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. Well, let's let's shift over to Velasco now. He's in one of these other new faces. Um, and I'm just curious on a letter scale, like a great grading, uh, how you would you would grade his signing so far. I mean, I know there's been a lot of excitement, and there's been worthy excitement. But then we've also seen, I think, and especially in this last game, he makes a difference. His presence creates space, but we also see his growing pains as he's adjusting to this league. What what fouls he can get away with what kinds of things he can do and not do, what kind of work he's going to have to put in. Um, so like I'm, I, so far I still, I'm still very positive. I'm saying at least a B because I think he has room to grow and it's only going to get better uh, unless something terrible happens. But uh, you know, like, like the foul that did lead to that goal, that free kick, it was just unnecessary. And it's the kind of thing a young player does and a young player in this league that maybe in another league you get away with that a little bit more or something. But in Major League Soccer, you get called for kind of dumb stuff sometimes. And you just got to learn and and learn how to adjust, right? How would you all grade him so far? Go ahead, Tom. Well, I think a B is, is not far off. I mean, um, you know, the, the the starting, you know, ever since he's been here, you know, after a couple of weeks, he's been the starter. And, you know, we haven't even seen Sean. Um, we, we've seen uh, O'Brien become a sub player at minimum, replacing Alaska, you know. So just judging by the minutes alone and the starting, you know, he's the starter, right? He's the left winger starter, sometimes right winger. Um, his jumping skills are amazing. And, He's still a kid. He's still 19. So, you know, it's not perfect. His passes, he gets there and, you know, and he, he causes a lot of, a, you know, gets a lot of attention now from the defense. Sometimes he's been doubled and leads to other players getting the ball and passing and scoring. And uh, he has two goals. I just looked up. He has two assists. Um, yeah, I think a B is, is fine. Uh, but, you know, in some of the categories, it's like one on one taking players on and losing the ball. I think he's been like a C minus, but all the other, all the other categories, I think he's been just fine. He's just a kid, but I, you know, the, the, the biggest one I'm going to say right now as a 19 year old, he's committed, he's committed to this team. He's sold, he's bought in and I give him an A plus on that. Yeah. All right. Well, despite the sometimes cryptic t- tweets, I think that people freak out about, but well, he's still 19 years old. I mean, like, you know, I've been in a situation where I moved out of the house and I wasn't in another country. I was in another city and I felt the same way. So I, I get that. I don't, I don't want to read too much into that. And I give him a B plus. I'm, I'm, I've got, I'm more, I'm convinced that he affects the game more than any other player when he's out there. He simply opens up lanes for everybody else by his presence attracting double, triple, asylum run, you know, get quadruple teams at time. And that, that and let's face it, I mean, he, he, you, you can't, you, 
I don't, you know, he's one of these guys that just does stuff out of nowhere. That back heel pass that almost led to a score that was crazy, and and you and and it's like you're not even surprised. You're like, yeah, I mean, anybody else would be like, why? Why are you doing that back heel pass? Velasco doesn't. It makes it look like it's normal, and and that's what this kid does. Is is it's uh, I think, like I said, I I I'll stick with my guns to say that. If he would have been there, if he hadn't missed those two games on the road, uh, I'm not so certain that Dallas doesn't walk out of there with at least a point from each of those games because they really did miss him. Against when when those teams sit in that mid block and bottle up the midfield, Velasco is priceless, and 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 having more than one player that can unlock that, you know, having having Jesus and Paxton and Velasco. Makes a ton of world of a difference. Like I said, he affixed the game just by being on the field, and 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 it's just a matter of time before he starts putting it all together. And and I mean, honestly, I think we have probably the best attacking uh, three in the league. And yeah, and, I agree. and before and before people want to argue with me, you've got Jesus is the top scorer in the league, and then you've got you got you got. Uh, uh, Ariola, Ariola, catching up to him right now. Who's fourth in the league, I believe. And, and how many that's... assists is, you know does he have as well? And the um, fake dummies that also counts, you know, right? You know exactly, exactly. And yeah. So two of the highest yeah. scores in the league. And 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 let me let me be clear here with the way that Harara is playing. It's not too ridiculous to think that this team could have three players that are in double digit scoring hmm. this year yeah. that's not nice. too far uh uh that's not really me you know going out on a limb that's a very real possibility uh the way this this attack is flowing and, and I'll, I'll give you an analogy real quick to be really excited about Velasco and I'll use it with Michael Barrios Michael Barrios his first half season here and Mario Bar Michael Barrios his second half season of here you remember how he changed? He wasn't a oh, good yeah. player. Absolutely. You know, I mean, like, Velasco is still learning how to play here and learning to play with this team, and he's only 19 years old. And it may not be till next year, but wait till he, you know, when it, when it slows he, down and, for him. And he's not being asked to be the number one option either in scoring, you know. He, he's like Paxton. He's, he's being asked to be a creator. And at the end of the season, I won't be surprised if he ends up with more assists than goals, you know, because – Hey, we've got other guys doing all the scoring. So his job is basically just to break down those defenses, and right. and uh, I mean, look at how good we think. Uh, I know I think Pax is doing great this year, but how many assists does Paxton have? Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a lot of key passes, but Velasco has more assists than, than Paxton. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Pax, I mean, uh, Pax trust me, Paxton's assists will come. He's playing yeah. that good. Yeah, but the, Velasco should be at FC Dallas. It's the perfect move for him because he's not ready for England. He's not ready for Europe. He still mm-hmm. needs to develop. And and being at FC Dallas and playing where he is, I think and he's in the right place. Let's face it; it, it, it he's getting the spotlight in Dallas put on him because this team has yeah. produced several big time sells to Europe and he's clearly the next, you know, guy that everyone's going to be watching out for. And, but and the uh, other thing I, I want to quick is he's got Argentina players on his on his team. He, yep. You see the camaraderie with him and Hara and Facundo, Facundo. Yeah, that's that's a huge deal really and and I it's huge. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing uh, maybe North Texas going out and getting some some young Argentinian players loan to them and stuff just so they can increase the number of Argentinians on the team, you know, sure. cuz they do go out and get get like u19 mm-hmm. u20 players from from south america mm-hmm. so i i think that would be wise to basically sprinkle more argentinians on the roster but uh, i want to move on from velasco and, and and say you know the other the one addition right now that i think we all have to start getting worried about right now is is nanu who's right right who's basically all but disappeared recently and 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 i think but he's alone too so it's like I think, like is I said, I think I said it before. I don't know that don't he's hurt. So. Uh, so. he, no, I, I believe he's not. I think he's just. He was coming off by... injury, if if I remember correctly. Yeah, so that yeah, may still even... be a bit of a factor, but. 
But even yeah. then, I think that injury has basically allowed Tomasi to seize the starting job. And 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 I I want to say of all the additions, Nano right now is probably the one that's panning out the least right now. On the bigger picture, it's forced Tomasi to up his game, and and Tomasi is is now. I think he was questionable last year, but now he looks like a, a certified starter. Sure, he's not perfect, but he's a clear starter at that position. And and I think Nanu is when his season's over. And, and mind you, don't forget, like you said, there's buy clauses, and most of your buy clauses have X. You know, if you play X amount of games. You got to buy them. Yeah. You saw that with Ricarte where we said, hey, how, how come Ricarte isn't playing so much last year? Well, that's because they didn't want to trigger that buy clause. That, that's what it uh, ultimately ended up being. And I think that's where starts happening with Nanu. If, 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 if now that you're seeing Tomasi become the starter, Nanu may simply not get playing time as starts because if you're not going to buy him, you don't want to trigger that. And, and uh, that may come what back about to Sean? Because we haven't seen Sean at all. Uh, yeah, but know. that's I, I got he's, he's going with the break. He's in Hungary yeah. again, so so I don't I can't say. Yeah. His, he keeps getting called up by his nation, so clearly he must be doing something right. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, they're they're saying, hey, I mean, how many nations do you know that that call up a player that's not getting tons of minutes with his club? I don't know too many countries that do that. So the fact that he keeps getting called up, like I said, it's just a, it's just the fact that he yeah. hasn't figured out a way to fit into the system yet. My gut feeling his time is is up. I think he's going to be out. But I, I, don't I think any... I think I think he's a future loan because he's a U twenty two initiative and, and guy, and you got to remember that the U twenty two initiative allows you to keep a player, a high end player, at a dirt cheap price up until he's like twenty five. So. The team's in no rush to get rid of Shun. So I think a loan is probably what they need to work out for him. Uh, why not see if one of the clubs in, in Hungary will take him, you know? Uh, uh, I think that'd be a great spot for him. But I think it's a loan for him because, like we were talking, saying, Velasco is the certified starter. Ariola is a starter. And the first guy off the bench is Obrian. So Shun's got to beat out, you know, El Metcar and he's got to beat out uh, 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 <laughs> Redzik, and he's not here. He's not here he, because of injury and because of all his call-ups. Mm-hmm. He's call-ups. just not here enough to affect that. And God forbid what's going to happen when the team eventually gets around to to, to signing Kamungo or or Hope Aviabu. You know, mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. I think alone is the best way. Is the best thing for Shun right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just, you know, they, they, and, I, and I'm sure he wasn't happy when the team splashed all this cash to bring in Velasco because it was clear that he was the biggest loser on this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, it's, well, it makes sense. It makes sense, but you still got an opportunity to battle and battle for minutes. And uh, even in the open cup matches, he's, he was up and down, you know, he was flash something, but then yeah, it's just but that's tough. the thing with the, that's the thing with the open cup matches though is, is, to get those minutes, you have to advance. If the team gets eliminated after two games, that's only two games. That's why you want to, well, you know, make sure the team keeps moving and moving because that's more minutes for you. But two games, that's just not enough for Shun to make his case. When a new coach comes in, I mean, it's just like, you know, if they have some exactly. players that can get in and sign, and that's their, you know, bread and butter. That's who they're going to play, right? It's just. Yeah. And, and uh, the, the coaches, that we ha- now have that mentality that, hey, just because you're on the roster doesn't mean you're getting minutes. You you have right. to beat out other people. So, right. I mean, let's say let's say they send Shun Stop down to North Texas. What happens if you send Shun down to North Texas? You know, Kyle's going to say the same thing. He's going to say, hey, you, you're going to the back of the line. you got to beat out Avayavu or Kamango for those minutes. But you're not here, so I can't start you. And that's not going to fly right. either. You don't send a player like that down to North Texas to sit on the bench. And Farfan, I mean, you know, we're all, many were upset about losing Hollyhead, but I saw it as youth coming in, and that, he's just been solid in this, this scheme, you know. I really like Farfan. 
Yeah. Carfin is great. Yeah, he's addition. doing his job. He's 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 uh he's had I think he's had a couple games where you kinda of wanted more from him, but um and you miss you see Hollingshead is scoring, you know, just doing Hollingshead stuff. Uh we miss that, but I, I don't think we have that expectation that Farfan's gonna do that. And and he's had a couple of moments too where he's had some opportunities. So I, I'm I'm very pleased with that signing. It's economical. It's it's just a good roster building block, and it just has it has been smooth as smooth yeah. can be. Yeah. Well, you love think Ryan, but it. I'm happy for Farfan. You think about it. When we had Nelson, we said he's a really good defender. If you could only get forward and give him time, he'll get there. Well, that's where Farfan is. Farfan is a great defender, and he's still young enough that. You know, it may take him a year or two to get to that point where he can be more effective going forward. And we're already seeing him do that. He's just he's more of a uh, he's more of a pass first than than score guy. So it's just a matter of time. I'm saying he's young enough. I mean, that's the great thing yeah. is you've gained you gained a player. You, you've gained a player where essentially, if you were to average them out, there really hasn't been any drop off as far as we're concerned, because his defensive contribution has basically made up for the fact that he doesn't have the offensive contribution that Hollingshead is. And to me, that's a push, except you gain a player that's still young and can still improve and hopefully will add some of that scoring in the near future. It's not really in the coach's schema. He, he wants to make sure we always cover the back and – not leave ourselves. Yeah, but, with, I, but we saw far, we, we do see Farfan get forward though. Yeah, you know. Sure, sure. So, yeah. so, so I'm I'm just saying, he's just not really a scoring threat yet. But but you do see him get forward, and and that'll come eventually as he gets more comfortable with 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 in the attack. And um, you know the draft, Siki was a great draft. I, I always thought it was going to be Parker that was going to be getting the playing time. Well, we haven't seen Parker at all. Um, well, Jose, but, you can give us an update on Parker. Well, well, Parker's starting for North Texas. I mean, he's he's doing good. And let's face it, Farfan has basically locked down that that starting position. So you're, he's not going to get any minutes with with uh, with FC Dallas, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, player. He's 19 years old. He's getting valuable experience because he's. Let's let's not forget he's actually a winger, so he's transitioning to fullback, and that's fine. You know, uh, one season in North Texas is good for him, um, not a problem. Uh, I have no problem with that. He's doing good. It, it, I can't complain. And 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 he was always basically going to be a guy with huge upside that was going to need time, and uh, as opposed to say Bartlett, who's you know, twenty four. <laughs> You know, that's that's two different things. You know, it, it Barley basically has this year to show that he can break into senior team, or I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded away or something like that. Where mm-hmm. if Parker, he you know he's going to be given a couple of years. Because I remember the, the the initial training camp coming out. Oh, Parker's looking really good. You know, Parker's looking good. Parker- Nothing about Ziki, and then Ziki came out of nowhere, right? So but I think I think I think the difference though is is opportunity too. Though Ziki happens to be happened to be in a in a play in a position where, mind you, well, he was a he was a winger. He, he, he was, was a winger, winger. but right. they they drafted him with the idea of moving him inside. They made that right. clear from right. day one. Yeah, and I'm just saying the difference is Ziki is in the right spot where we had no depth and he basically found playing time and proved an opportunity. The opportunity was there. Parker's yeah. not going to get that opportunity. Bartlett isn't going to get that opportunity because he's behind uh, uh, Tafari. So, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. So and that's, that's just it is you get that opportunity you seize it and Siki did it and, and great for him. And he was a first round pick, you know? So, how often have we had three first round picks? So the fact that one first round pick is doing good, I think that's that's okay with me. I'm okay with the other two, you know, learning the ropes in North Texas, which continues, by the way, to be one of the top teams in MLS Next Pro. Yeah. 
Well, good. Well, uh, we have a break. We have a break, uh, some some international break uh, to, with some games to watch. The United States men's national team has some last-minute guys try to make their statement and their case for a World Cup roster spot. Um, be interesting to watch over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm yeah. I'm hope I'll be cheering for Ariola to get some goals because I know that the the USMNT fanboys just hate him for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I feel like Paxton deserves a call up, and I'm I'm sad not to see him get called up. And it's also the situation that we just talked about. There's a lot of midfielders that we have, and but I feel yeah. like Paxton deserves a call up and to be playing for the but, U.S. But I think that's the same thing what we're just talking about with Parker. Yep. Yeah. The, the midfielders ahead of Paxton right now. Yeah. Who who are you going to pull to bring in Paxton? So it's just a. If Paxton had got started playing like this last year instead of this year, he may be in that. But right now it's like, well, you know, it's a little late. So I'm not saying Paxton can't still get in there, but his window is closing and closing and closing. And, and yeah. that's okay. I mean, I, I'm i okay with him not being with the U.S. men's national team because I'd rather him be here, not get – too many minutes. I still think I still think that I'd rather him get the rest and and the time with the team. I, I don't yeah. want him over, it, you know, overplayed. It's it's clear he still has some work to do, and he, you know, and I, I he was asked about it uh, on a call, and he was like, you know, I, I don't think I played well enough yet to get that call up. I would love that opportunity, but uh, you know, and so I, I think it, if he could turn it on in the second half of the season. And and injuries happen because they will happen. You, you never know what what might if he might get another look. But yeah, it's it, the window is closing. I think yeah. I think I think for him, you know, if someone gets hurt, like you mentioned, that would be his way to play this year, this World Cup. Uh, he's probably on the on on the edge. He's probably next. You know, I'll be interested to see. Uh, still some spots up for grabs. Still some things happening. So. It'll be fun to watch, but we'll, we'll leave it there tonight. Great conversation. Good to be back. And, uh, of course, subscribe to our podcast wherever you find podcasts. We'll be uploading the video here shortly tonight. And uh, listen in and, and share and help us grow grow the show. All right? Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Good night.